Okay, so we're starting on Dav Chavav, and it's a, it's a, like a few lines down at the word Tanya. Last word of the line, Tanya is like eight lines down. Tanya, Rabbi Shem ben Elazar Omer, Rabbi Shem ben Elazar says, Kesheim, She Truma Chazak Lakuna, just like Truma is a, is a proof that one's a Kohen, Kach Maiserishon Chazak Lakuna, so too is Maiserishon, which is the first tithe, is also a proof that you're a Kohen. And also, if you get a portion in Bezdin, in a Chazaka, that's not a Chazaka. So, this is a, what we would call a, a questionable statement. Rishon, hold on, one step at a time. Okay. First of all, let Gemara will ask all the questions. What does it mean, Maiser Rishon is a proof that you're a Kohen? We, who does Maiser Rishon go to? It goes to a Levis. How does that prove you're a Kohen? That's question number one. And second, when you're getting a portion in Bezdin, that's not a Chazaka? What do you mean? If Bezdin gives you, isn't that, that should be even better. Why should that be worse? Two questions. Kamar is going to deal with one at a time. Okay. My Sirishan de Levi, who? Why is that a proof? It goes to the Levi. It doesn't go to the Kohen. So how does that prove you're a Kohen? The answer is, it's going like Rebbe Lezabar Nassari's statement. Shita. Titania, because he said in the price of Truma the Kohen, my Sirishon the Levi, Tevere says, Truma goes to the Kohen, but my Sirishon goes specifically to the Levi. And our blood has been no, my Sirishon, Afle Kohen. My Sirishon can also go to the Kohen. So Gemara says, that's fine, but Amr, Damar, Belazar, Benazar, Yafla Kohen, also to a Kohen. But you can also give it to a Levi. Likon, Velo Levi, Miyavar. Did he ever say that you could only give it to a you, you, you can't give it to a Levi, you can only give it to a Kohen. So Gemara says, in, yes, indeed. Why? Basar, the Kansinu, Ezra, as we know, there was a special a decree, a special penalty, that Ezra, when, when they came up to Teretz uh, Yisrael uh, from Bavel, Kahanim were willing to come up, but the Levium were not interested. What, I'm going to go wash the hands of the Kahanim? I'm not interested, or whatever. They, they, I, don't know. I don't know what their complaint was. But for whatever reason, the, the, the Levium were, did not come up in, in, a, in a significant number, and there were enough, um, and therefore he made a penalty that now Kahanim are able to get Maiserishon, and we specifically give it to Kahanim, not to Levium. So the Gemara says, that doesn't prove anything. But he's still a Levi, and maybe they gave him Maiserishon as a Levi. So what's, it doesn't really make so much sense. Why would receiving Maiserishon prove that you're going? The answer is, Amr of Christoph, of my skin, we're talking about over here, Kigon, Number one, you have to know that we know for a fact that his father is definitely a Kohen. He's been, he's a Kohen the whole time. And then there was a question, there was a, you know, rumor, just a rumor, that this, that this boy, is, his mother, was a divorcee, or a chalutza, okay? And, um, and they, they gave him meiser bebezagranas, okay? So, so obviously, Levi, I know he's not. Delav Levi, I know he's definitely not a Levi. Michael Mimer Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza, who? You're going to say maybe he's a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza? That's not going to, you're not allowed to get it then. Lomi Boy Lamanda Amr Maiserishon Asulazarim, Delav Yavile. Surely we're not going to give Maiserishon if it's Asulazarim. 
if a non non Kohen or Levi is, eat, is not allowed to eat Maiserishon, then of course you're not going to give it if he's really a Chalal. That's to uh, that's to let them have a bite, you know. To you know, you could share if a, if a levy gets ma'aserishon and it's and a yisrael's allowed to eat it, he would share it with him. But avol b'toras chaluka, but to receive it as a chaluka, you're never going to give it if he's a chalal. So again, all we need to establish is that this boy is not a chalal, and to establish that, if he's getting his ma'aserishon then automatically we know he must be a Kohen, because his father was a Kohen. The whole question on him is that maybe he's a Cholol, so if he gets Maiserishon in the base of Grandus, that's also a Raya. Okay, because that means he's getting it as a Chaluka. Right? That's the explanation how Maiserishon proves you're a Kohen. Okay. Now, V'acholuk B'Bezdin, Eina Chazaka is not a good Chazaka. So the Gemara is bothered by that too. What does that mean? Where are you going to be able to prove if you, you know if, if a best is not good enough? Then how? What, what does that mean? So I'm What it's saying is this: Meaning, the dad was a coin, and there's a bunch of brothers, and amongst the assets of the father there was truma, and bezdin came and separated and gave everything out to everybody. And gave this boy amongst the brothers uh, some of the truma that the father owned. Okay, that doesn't prove any chazaka that he's a kohen. So the Gemara says, of course not. Pshita, maybe he's a chalal, but a chalal inherits his father, and he got it as as an asset. He didn't get it as food. You understand? The fact that. The other brothers are getting it for eating, so you might assume that he's also getting it for eating. Kamash that's not, that's why it's not a raya. What does he do with the truma? Obviously, he can't eat it because he maybe he's a chalal, but he can sell it. It's his property, and he sell it to a kohen to, to who will eat it. But, but it's valuable. Even if you're chalal kohen, you're still a levi Mm-mm. because you still belong to the levi tribe. But that's an excellent question, but what you see here... I know, that's what bothers me. That's you know? what you see over here. It's very important to understand that if you're established as a cholol, then you're not... Then, then that's so not... So you the coin, and you lost, the You lost your status as a levy as well. Because you lost the you're not... You're like you below Israel. And you consider Israel at that point. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's in a sense lower than Israel. It's a cholol. Lower than Israel. Right. Okay, that's the excellent question, and that's but that's what it's saying very that's clearly. What, what you would not be able to eat, it, eat yeah. it even as a lady, right? Exactly. Okay, next, Rabbi Yudah Omer Eimanu We saw Rabbi Yudah um, that we can't elevate one one eight is not enough for to establish, establish kuna, and then we saw in the end of the Mishnah um, that Rabbi Shem Gamliel said. Mishum Rabshim Ben Askan Malin Lukunah Piyadechot. And 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 the Tanakam also had said that Malin Lukunah Piyadechot. So it's kind of Rabbi Lazar said, "Be'makam Sheish Oren, Avmakam Shein Oren, Malin Lukunah Piyadechot." So what is the difference between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon? Is the question. Shimon Gamliel, Hein Rabbi Lazar. That's the same opinion. They're basically saying that as long as there's no question, you uh, one witness is enough. So what's the difference? So Shimon Gamliel, Hein Rabbi Lazar. Seems repetitive. Maybe it's the question of 
who is being raising a question of his status? One person or or is only two? And that's the difference. Meaning, directly as a Savirchad, that in era, even of an, a single person who's saying, I know that his mother is really a divorcee, is that that's and that's where the question came up. You need two people to, to establish an era. Ha'amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says very clearly that nobody argues on that. Everybody agrees. In order to establish a question on a person's status, one, a rumor of one individual is irrelevant. We disregard it completely. Only when there's two people coming and saying, we know that this mother was divorced from before, that's already, okay, that's an error. Okay, that's a question on the status. What's going on over here? We know for a fact that is this man's father at least was for short coin. Okay. Open And now we don't have any witnesses, but all we have what's called is a call. A call is a rumor. Okay, rumor is I don't know where rumors begin, but you know, people are murmuring that there's a question on the mother that these things happen. Okay, so there's gossip that the mother is a grusha or chalutza. Okay. What happened? So, to, till we can establish facts, Bezdin stepped in and said, look, you know, we know there's rumors abound about your status, so we're, we're going to, for the meantime, we're going to keep you from getting honor as a going till we can verify. came along one witness. I know about him for a fact that he's a Kohen. Okay, well, that was enough. One witness said when there's only rumors is enough to dispel the, all the rumors. And they elevated him to be uh, Vaskini, and they put him up as a, as a full-fledged going. Then what happened? Vasa betray. Then came along two people. Then they said, oh, actually, no, I, we, were, we were witnesses that the mother's a divorcee. Okay. What do you do? So that, they bring him back down. So, okay, they put him down. After all, it's two against one. What happened? came along another witness. No, I know for a fact that he's a coin. Okay, so what do we do then? So, everyone agrees that even though these two witnesses are not testifying together, the first one that said he's a coin, and the, and the afterward, the end one that said he's a coin, but we can always join them together. Now we have two witnesses that say the is a Kohen. But the, crowd, the, the question is, do we, are we concerned about the denigration to the court? Because it looks like a seesaw. First it was a Kohen, then they put him down, then they pick him up, then they put him down again, and you put him up again? It's like, it looks like a joke. And we don't want, the, we, you know, you got to worry about the honor of the bastard. That's one opinion. Tanakama, meaning the first opinion, that's Ribli Ezer, Savar, Kivin Dachdin, and once you put him down, Lomaskinali, we can't put him up again, because Cheshim and Lizilus is baked in, and we're worried about the the embarrassment to the court. No, we put him down, we'll bring him up. We don't worry about our honor, we want what's, what the, to do what's right. Right now we have new information, and that's good enough. Now, the question you might ask, and Rashi points this out, is that, wait a second, even after we established that, this, that we could combine aid number one 
with a, with the end aid to make it as two against two, but it's still two against two. How do you know to believe them over the other ones? Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. The answer he says is that when the that because it was done this way, the eight echad was done first, so that made already a chazaka that he's a kohen. So the established chazaka is that he himself is a kohen. Uh-huh. Came and, and now it's two against two. We throw out the two against two and we keep the chazaka. That's how we understand that. Very interesting svara. But anyway, that's the story. So Ma- he stays a kohen. So he stays a kohen exactly. Mask of Laravashi, Saravashi has a problem with this. Iyach, if that's true, I feel the trade You could have done it in the case of two against two. Why does it have to be one, then two, and then another one? Say two and two. Elam Ravashi, therefore Ravashi says, if anything, that what they're arguing is, is this question itself. Can we combine the two witnesses? Which is the same machlokas as these other Tanam, the Tanya Ene Dusim and Staref, as that Jerush name, Kachot. That in order to establish testimony, they need yeah. to see together. You can't have, you know, the, the, no, two, the, you know two sources that, that we're just adding them up together. And Rabbi Shubin Gorchom, I feel bizarre, even one after another. They also have to testify together. And Rabbi Nasan Omer, Shaman Tvar Shal Zayom. That's not true. They don't need to testify together. Two separate machloksim over here, whether they need to see together or not. And a second machlok is whether they need to testify together or not. Anyway, that's the story. All right. Brings us to the new Mishnah. So a woman was taken captive by Goyim, by Gentiles, and it was for, it was, their, their intent was money. For ransom, that's what they want. It's a business, okay? Unfortunately, right? Mexico, these things happen. Huh? Does that happen? That's what I hear. It can happen. People are taken, kidnapped for ransom. They want money. They're very poor and it's to take money. Oh, you mean they're, it's a big organized business? Crime. It's organized crime. It's not because they're poor, it's because they're no, organized. These guys would Anyway, if there's again interest is only money, uh, they're not trying to kill people. They're just they're just it's, a, it's strictly business. Okay, nothing personal. So then um, then she's assumed to be uh, permitted back to her husband because they're afraid they don't want to lose their money. You know, so they they they're you know like. Uh, you know, if, if they, you know, if they're, they're what's called, they'll go down. The value of their captive will go down if they, if they uh, violate her. Yeah. So therefore, she'll be permitted back to her husband. But if they're interested in, in life, meaning, they're, meaning it's to basically to punish her by death, so then even if they save her somehow, she'll be prohibited to her husband. Okay? Because they treat her uh, you know, since anyway she's going to die, they're treating her without care as to whether they rape her or not. And we're afraid that maybe, you know, she also gave up and maybe she also, you know, did it willfully. If it was rape, then she would be permitted back to her husband. We're afraid that once their, her life was forfeit and she's expecting to die, so there's a, that concern. And that's the basic commission. So, I'm Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzchak, I'm Rav. 
We're talking about over here, where the Jewish people are have a have a strength over the Gentiles. We are in a stronger position. Then, because it's monetary, they're not going to mess around. But if they're the ones who are much stronger than the Jewish people, we don't have a government to speak of. Nobody's out to help us. So then. Um, that's a big problem. I feel like the mom and the she might be prohibited because they don't care. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, they're, they're, you know, they, they don't, they can do things with impunity. They're not worried about repercussions for stuff. So, Masad Rava, so Rava has a question. Okay, here's a story. Ayyid, Rabbi Yosiyakoyen, Rabbi Zachary ben Aksav, Al-Bas Yisrael, there was the Rabbi Yosiyakoyen and Rabbi Zachary ben Aksav testified about Al-Bas Yisrael, Shehurin of Ashkelon. She was taken in Ashkelon. Ashkelon is a town where there's a lot of Gentiles. And uh, she was taken as a collateral for debt. Okay? Mm-hmm. That means, oh, you, know, you owe us money? Okay, we'll take this woman till you pay up. Okay, you want it back? Yeah, that was the, that's what Hurunah means. Yeah. And the family didn't want to have what to do with her. They were afraid that she was... Um, wow. That she that she that she she, no? she had relations with them, okay. So, what do you mean intentionally? You know they were afraid of that. Anyway, what happened? But she has witnesses the whole time that she was left alone. said, If you believe that that she was taken as a mashkon, then you have to trust the witnesses that says that she wasn't violated. And she was never left alone with that, with the, with the Gentiles. Even if she was violated? No, no, but like we explained before, you weren't listening. Before we said that if there's a fear that even if violated, she'd still be allowed back to her family, her husband, if he's not a Kohen. If he's a Kohen, it's a different problem. But if he's not a Kohen, she'll be allowed. But um, the, the fear is, is that if she was violated, maybe she gave up hope and she did it willfully. And then she'll be prohibited to her husband. That's the question. Anyway. What about, what about rescue her? No, so she is, they did get her back, but that's the question. These rabbis are stepping in saying, look, if you believe that she was taken, you have to believe the witnesses that says that nobody touched her. We're talking that she's not allowed to the husband. Right. The rescue, they have to Obviously, rescue. yeah, of course they're going to have to because rescue her. Of course we have to rescue her. Okay, of course. Okay, okay. Right. Okay. No, they, right. That's not, that's not what's going on. Anyway, point is, the family didn't want to take her back as the wife. That's what happened. Um, and here's the question. The Goyim were more in power in Ashkelon. It was a stronger, it was a lot of Klishtim in Ashkelon. Okay, majority. And they're the one in charge. It sounds like only because it was taken as uh, as a collateral, she was taken as collateral. That's why the, uh, that's the case. Nichbishov, she was taken just as a, a capture. Um, so then, um, maybe you wouldn't even need to aid them. No, I'm saying it's the other way around. Horana is that it was taken intentionally, and they and they didn't come up with the money in time. So then, really, in their law, okay, you forfeited the money. You, you forfeit her. She's ours now. So that's why they needed Adim to, to establish, because they didn't come up with the money in time. That's what Horonah. But if it was just done, taken in captivity, 
that uh, they, they, they you know, so then, so then you wouldn't even need the witnesses. So maybe we don't make any distinction. Maybe you always need witnesses. The bottom line is we thought that we have a proof that nechbisha taken in, when, when even for money, even though they're in charge, um, you don't, you, um, you still don't assume that she was violated. Only in that specific case. No, you can't prove anything because that was the story, how it happened. You know, you can't, it doesn't prove that what would have been if it was a different type of taken captivity. Anyway, we'll stop over here and continue with this tomorrow. Anyway, this is the